For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 119? Woo! That's not right. Was it 119? Is it 119? 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. 118. I was going to guess 126. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff, boys. All right, whatever. One of those. 118, 119. We got to be at least 200. We were off a week, so we're totally... Totally lost. We don't know what the heck's going on. Labor Day. It's required by law that we give everyone the week off. Yeah, we we're did. respecting yes. tradition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, did anyone do anything fun over Labor Day? I had my best friend's ago. wedding. The movie? You watched wow. best, My Best Friend's Wedding? That's a pretty no, good movie. My best friend's actual wedding. And uh, uh, I was the best odd, man. I don't remember... Any yeah, of us in the weird. podcast having a wedding? Yeah, I didn't get married. Uh, huh. Uh, I, I'll have my other best friend's wedding next year, right, Zach? If we're still best friends, Ben. <laughs> no, but I, I had uh, had my best Trouble friend's wedding. Had to give a speech. I I think I did pretty well. I was I was genuinely very nervous. Woke up just like oh god. That's what I was thinking about, like, until it happened, and then I got it out of the way and crushed it, and then the rest of the night was a party, and big party family, so very, very fun wedding, Um, and uh, unfortunately, the bar closed at 10 because of these stupid COVID rules, but we kept the party going later at the the, uh, The parents of the groom, and the big mansion. Did you did you memorize it? Memorize your uh, I did, I did. Yep. Whoa. You guys want to hear it right now? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's seven minutes seven minutes long. I don't think even for my twin brother's wedding, I did not memorize a speech. I had it on a piece of paper. Kyle. What? No, Kyle, I think you dude, I think your twitch is up. Knuckle clown, not Mac East. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Whoa, we're not streaming. Are you serious right now? I'm trying to find it. And I'm seeing that Knuckle Clown has no viewers on Ghost of Tsushima. Well, what the heck, man? <laughs> this isn't good. Are we going to start over? Great. Do we want to start over or just want to plow through this and keep going? No, we're not going to We start really over. shouldn't start over. I'm saying we need to get this ball rolling. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was going to yeah. say, the only thing I've ever had to do where I had to memorize for a wedding was last year when I had to memorize a dance routine, two dance routines for a wedding that I was part of. Oh, geez. Yeah. It was, it was nerve-wracking. Less- yeah. I literally I, thought about it nonstop for like a week as I memorized these dance moves. But I uh, got a, a shitload more of uh, mini miniature bottles of liquor, which I already have a shitload of them. So I, at this point, I'm like, I'm just going to start drinking these during the podcast. So you guys want to guess what I'm working on tonight? Captain Morgan. Uh, no, I think it's a whiskey of some sort. Jameson? No, uh, no. It's going to be one of those like cream, cream liqueurs or something like that. It does count as a whiskey. Oh, a little fireball. fireball. A little fireball. Fireball. It's not too bad. I put it over, I I put it over rocks. I don't have like uh, Angry Orchard or anything to, to mix it, but it's not too bad over rocks. 
Yeah, no, isn't that what it's, isn't it supposed to be either taken at a shot, just take a shot? shot yeah, a yeah, I mean, typically, but I don't want to drink a whole little mini bottle and a big gulp, so I'm just going to sip on it. It's not oh, too come bad. Come on, Brom, you can do it. I'm sorry, I can't. Dude, I can't, I haven't had Fireball in a really long time. I actually haven't had liquor in a really long time, but um, Fireball is not something I would recommend that you take on a backpacking trip with only three people, if, especially if somebody's bringing a half gallon. Um, it's uh, do you know, do you a hear rough. Some, do you want to hear something shocking? Yeah. Never had it. Really? Never had Fireball? I don't believe so. I don't, it, I, don't, I don't recall having Fireball. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't really a thing when we were in college or I was in college. So I don't, I yeah. don't remember. I don't think so. I feel like so we maybe, were out maybe of, at out some of... point, maybe at some point, someone threw a fireball shot in my hand and I took it, and I don't remember. But uh, I feel like we were out of school too before it got really popular. Wouldn't you I guys feel like say that's something Mustard it. Man would have been like all over, right? It's just fireball. Oh, we definitely yeah. were. We were we were over some weird shit. I mean, I used to dr- drink Rumple Mints, and it tastes like garbage. Oh God, so. dude, Rumple yeah, Mints does not taste like garbage. Uh, right? That tastes like you are brushing your teeth, my friend. And it tastes my like guy's, terribleness. My friend's wedding that I was in, he loves Rumpelman's. I can't stand it. What, was the, what was the drink that uh, Kate Rumpelman's had always and got? That had oh, prairie, prairie, prairie fire. fires? Prairie fires. Oh. Um, oh. Kyle, have you gotten the stream up so we can get the uh, the burn, burn, burn and get yeah, this, let's uh, get, get this uh, show on the road? Yeah, so if you're joining us via the stream, <laughs> what episode are we accidentally on? was streaming that to my personal account. And... <laughs> I mean, yeah, millions of followers. I'd say so. you're obviously you got a lot of fans to your personal account, but yeah, I mean, just is what it is. But anyways, why don't we go ahead and dive, 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 dive. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. All right, enough about the liquor. Right, and more about the liquor faster. (laughs) Jamie's good <laughs> movie. Damn banana Mom. hands! Just ran over Jamie there. Yeah, sorry. I, no, I, <laughs> when you said get the liquor faster, I mean that that Aquatine. Uh, my God, such a good it's episode. One of the best. But, yes, you ran uh, over me talking about Jamie's good movie month. It is only good movies. Watching only, and I think this week may be the pinnacle. It may be the best of all movies we've ever watched. It is a perfect movie. Um. And I literally, I don't think I can say more good things about it. So I got to hand this off. Brom, what did we watch this week? Oh, you want me to introduce? I do. I Jamie's do. Good Movie this week? Yeah. Um, no. I don't have the year on this one, but the uh, name of the film is Rapid Assault. Was it 97? 97. And, and I will say, or was it Rapid Assault? That's a little <gasps> preview for the trivia later about an alternate Uh-oh. title that you can't find on IMDb. It's a big oh. old secret, but it's very oh. important. You're all going to shit your pants. You're going to be diarrhea all up in those jeans when you hear this alternate title. You won't be able to handle it. I can't handle it. Yeah. 
Zach's very, I mean, you're pretty excited, man. I'm, I'm getting excited watching you, and I don't know what that's Sorry, saying, I'll but, calm down. I'll calm down. Yeah. Do I you mean, no, I mean, I when I saw it, I blacked heart's out. Heart's pounding here. And I woke up, and then I saw it again, and I blacked out again, and then woke up again. Because it was... That's crazy. I, you know, I, if I, I couldn't have scripted it better. That's what I'll say. Wow. Yeah. I like that. So, yes, 1997 film by Palm Entertainment <sighs> and a Sherman Scott film. Well, kind of. That's an alternate name for... Uh, a well-known, I guess, quote-unquote well-known. Uh, what well, I'm trying to find his name. Ridley uh, Scott. No, <laughs> I got a very loud keyboard, so I'm going to do this as quickly as possible. Wow, super loud keyboard. Thank you. Uh, but it's a, a well-known B-movie director, Fred Olin Ray, using Sherman Scott as a. Um, pseudonym. He only used that a few times for this movie and one other movie and then a WWE um, thing he did. Only times he ever used Ooh. Sherman Scott. But throughout his career he used a large number of pseudonyms uh, for different movies and stuff like that. You can even see he went as Nicholas Medina, Medina for different ones spelled multiple ways. Um, let's see what else. Sherman Scott, Ed Raymond, Peter Stewart, Peter Daniels, Roger Collins, uh, Sam Newfields, Bill Carson, um, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he basically, he went under his own name, but a, a huge number of other names. Yeah, a- ACW's Wrestling's Wildest Matches was a video documentary he also made as Sherman Scott. Um, but he's a well-known B-movie guy. He made a, a huge number of movies. Um, also starred Tim Abel, who's our main character, James Decker. Uh, and then I think probably the other guy we want to mention is... Uh, more or less our, our – I mean, he is the bad guy, but he's um, – he kind of falls into that same category as uh, – what's his name from uh, – uh, what's the one that we really liked, the bad guy that we really liked? Lukash? Yeah, Lukash. So he's kind of like Lukash. His name is Lars Reinhardt. Uh, you don't kinda. think so? I mean, he's not as good as Lukash. No, this no, guy, no, no. He was, he's not a poet. Let's not get, let's not get ridiculous. All right. I sent you guys a picture earlier in the week did anybody else think this dude looked like christian bale at all or was i just totally on my own island with that i 100 percent thought he looked like christian bale yeah i agree yes. i thought i thought the picture you sent was very uh instructive and informative as well in that regard you did a great edit yeah if, if, if we, were, if we lived in a world where people cared about lars reinark and how much he looked like christian bale that would have gone viral for sure. I think so. Yeah, probably yeah. would have. But, I mean, yeah. we'll put that up online. You let us know. Does that look like Christian Bale? That guy's a very transformative human being. It could be him. Yeah. You should do some nice hashtags so the bots get all over it. It might have oh, something cool. to do with my countdown tonight. Ooh. Uh, no way. You're not doing that. No way, man. That's it's happening. Cool. No. Yeah. Ron Paul, uh, this- it's happening. <laughs> But it's, uh, yeah, so this was Rapid Assault, and I don't know, should we just get into it, or, or do we need to talk more I about what it is? we should. We're already, like, pretty, go, we're going pretty long for not getting into it. Yeah, so, full disclosure, I did watch this, like, 14 days ago or something like that. So, I may have things out of I order. Took, 
Same. I took some notes, Jamie. Yeah, so you may be able to help me reorganize. I rewrote, uh, from memory, I I wrote out what I thought the movie was about, and you can help me where I've gotten things wrong. Okay, we open, and the DEA or some shit, they're raiding a location of a suspected weapons deal. And there's a Cowboys... Classic situation here, though, for a bad movie, though, right, Jamie? What do we get? We get the location, we get the time, LA Harbor, 1100 hours, let's do this. Thank God, because it becomes really relevant. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm actually not even sure. I mean, the relevancy would be how how did uh, Reinhardt get so quickly from L.A. to an underwater base uh, near like Europe or something? Well, there are some other things that we will run into with that. Yeah. So, but then there's a, a cowboy like federal agent shows up and he's like shows up out of nowhere. He's like, "Hey, boys, what's up?" And they're like, "Oh shit, him. He's here." And he's like, "I'm going in." And he like heads in, and they're like, "Ah, oh, Jesus." And they start just beating people up. They're like karate chopping people in the neck. They're kicking guns out of people's hands. They get in a big old uh, fight with the main bad guy, Reinhardt, who is trying to set up some deal uh, for, for a weapon. Um, and there's a, like a bunch of fisticuffs and all that stuff. And Decker kind of gets knocked out and Reinhardt's able to get away. And one of my favorite scenes in this er, entire fight is there's one of the older federal agents here. And... If you've ever played like Call of Duty or whatever, you're familiar with the term noob tube, but this guy has an under barrel grenade launcher on the bottom of his gun and he falls to the ground and sets that off and shoots this rocket propelled grenade and just boom, blows something up. And I was like, that guy, that guy's probably losing his badge. Screwed up big time. And, uh, yeah, everyone is, they're not really sure what Reinach was up to. He's able to get away, get him some helicopter or something, who knows. Um, but they know it's got to be pretty bad because it's Reinach. And he's kind of known, and he's one bad mother, shut my mouth. And so oh. uh, we flash sideways, and now we start to get, like, a few different storylines going on. And once, in one scene, we're, we're seeing that Reinach, he's heading to an underwater base that he owns. It's an- Hold on, Jamie. Really important here. When he's doing that, it's six months later. Oh, is that right? Six months later? Yeah. My God. The time why? flew. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I know. No. I don't know why, other than to say it took him a really long time to get to the undersea laboratory. Although it didn't take very long for the agents to get there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Reinarch is he's on a Russian diesel, and he's on the way to, quote, unquote, literally said, abandoned undersea laboratory. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Those undersea laboratories <laughs> that are abandoned. <laughs> we happen to I take mean, over. I mean, they're all over the bottom uh, of the ocean, man. That's, that's what you hear about around. people getting into scuba for. And you're like, oh, you guys want to go explore that un- abandoned undersea research facility? Yeah. Anyways, he's talking to the captain. And it's kind of funny there. It's, it is very much like a boss-employee relationship. He's like, hey, you're like doing a really great job. I, I'm, I'm very impressed with you. It's like, and by the way, we're getting pretty close to the ultimate payment. We're getting had the payoff for you being a traitor to your country. Uh, and just be ready to defend the base. And the captain's like, well, thank you. Great. I'm, I will be ready. Um, Mini sub uh, comes, picks up uh, Reinhardt and we get to we get a sense of kind of what's going on. He's kidnapped a whole mess of scientists, including this old dude, and he becomes important kind of. And they're being held hostage and for, uh, forced to create the worst virus bioweapon of all time, right? And they describe this bioweapon, and I mean, I'm I'm a scientist of sorts, but at the very least, I do I do know some things about biology and genetics and stuff like that. And they talk about this virus as being able to infect. All animals and plants on Earth. I thought that was really weird, too. That is 
ludicrous. I'm going to tell you right now. It's just like, I mean, and the fact that they'd be able to do it and like snap, like basically he's been gone so short that we get a, another scene where the guy's daughter is like, yeah, we, I haven't heard from him for a second. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it almost seems like it's oh, only been a yeah. couple weeks, right? But he's gone. If if that his his mail is starting to pile up. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as for the, for the length of time, this would be a major undertaking for any but, team of scientists. So, Jamie, yeah, have you ever done a scientific experiment in an underwater, an abandoned underwater research facility? Are you talking about the focus that he has by being there? The focus. He's got no just, no distractions. Nothing at all, no. and I think time is different there. It slows down, yeah, because you're underwater. It's true. Anyways, it's, Angela, the daughter, she's making calls and stuff, and it's like, uh, he never forgets to check his mail, okay? I know he's gone. He's been kidnapped, and the person on the line is like, whatever. And she goes out and is like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and she goes in the parking garage Great set pieces throughout. I mean, probably spent a whole bunch of money on making sure this movie looked as great as possible. And she gets out into the parking garage, and a Russian lady, maybe uh, her in like a in like a hot nurse Halloween outfit shows up, and and her her accent comes and goes uh, to say the least. But I think she's supposed to be Russian, and she basically says, "You're coming with us," and she's taken to the base. Meanwhile, again. Our boy Decker, now he is getting hot and heavy in a game of tennis with his GF for days. And he gets his little, his little beeper goes off from the Navy. The Navy's like ready for him to go and, you know, crack some skulls or whatever. And she's like, don't go. And he's like, I gotta. And she's like, uh, but what about that? And she like kind of points to herself. And he's like, this is what you signed up for. It's all classic, classic stuff going on. Right. And, but she's, I mean, he seems pretty smitten. She's pretty into it. And as he heads off, you get the sense that, you know, this relationship's going to last. What do you guys say? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Right. Because he leaves her wanting more. Right. right? Crushes her in tennis. Right. For and sure. Presumably she beat him in the first match. And he's like, oh, rubber match. I'm out of here. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, let, let it, who's boss? I got to get out of here. I got more important things to do than a rubber match. What are we going to play all exactly. day? Uh, so anyways, he gets to the uh, he gets to the Navy and they're like, you got the skills, but you need a partner. And he's not like super into that. Phillips, this guy Phillips is there. And he's like, ugh, Phillips, gross. Uh, but he's like, fine. Um, and then we get, they're like, you're going to be heading on to a submarine and then you're going to be heading to this underwater base because Reinark, you know him, he's got this like dastardly plan and they're like, uh, okay, we'll take care of it. And so we get a whole bunch of greatest hits of our stock footage throughout all of our submarine films. We're seeing a helicopter and a guy in a yellow jacket being like, you know, land here. We get people coming out of that helicopter diving into the water. We get a rising submarine coming out. We get people diving and going into that submarine. It's everything. We got all of them. Oh yeah. Like you said, all stock footage. We have seen this in every single movie before. Every single one, not a single movie. We haven't watched, did not have that. Not one. Oh, it's absolutely crazy. And something that's also amazing. Now I forgot to touch on this with the underwater base is earlier. You talked a little bit about set design. You think of an underwater base, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be high tech, right? 
it's going to be high tech. You, you think you think given the pressure and stuff like that, maybe you don't have large expanses of spaces because of the amount of right. kind of pressure on the building. You want it, it's going to be a little compact, move around in those little hallways and stuff like that. Uh, not the case. No, it literally looks worse than my basement. Like it has yeah. a it has a drop ceiling, like my basement does. And I'm like, what, would you put that in? Would you put that in? Spend the time to put that in an underwater research facility? No. The only thing that does look a little so. a little futuristic is their jail because Angela's in that jail, and I pointed oh out, yeah, I pointed out but to you guys is a major flaw in that jail. Oh yeah, for sure. But I, I you know I also pointed out to you guys we've seen that jail before. I was watching this movie and I was like. I have seen you before, weird futuristic jail. Wait, 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 wait. Was it in that one with Brian Cranston? It was, Time Under Fire. <laughs> oh, no way. Same Look jail. Same effing jail. Uh, wow. They just reused the set. Uh, also, weirdly in there was like an office chair just sitting in the in the room. I was like, what's that office chair doing? Whatever. Uh, but she's able to escape, get up into a uh, vent pretty easily with a giant knife. Uh, didn't look too hard, I mean, actually. Yeah. In every in every jail room, you should leave a massive vent that can easily right. be popped open. That you can easily crawl through. I mean, I'm, it just makes sense. I'm also not you get, sure. You know, yeah, I'm just not sure how adequately they explained Angela's skills as like a secret agent either. She takes out. I don't even know who she was. No, that's what I mean. Like she seemed like when they were doing the when you're first getting it, she worked in just like an office building. And then she's yeah. like knocking knives out of people's hands and and punching you know agents in the face and stuff. Yeah, I was very it's much weird. confused by that as well. I was like, does she have a backstory? Uh, also, also, was she very, supposed to fall in love with Decker? I don't know. Whatever. And there's one line too that was just completely misdone. They uh, when she was in prison in her cell, the uh, guy's hovering over her when he gives her her food, and she's like, "You're just gonna stand there and watch me eat." And he doesn't say or, or move or do anything. And she's like, ah, why am I surprised? And it should be, why am I not surprised, right? Yeah. No, why am I? Well, I think it, it can maybe be either. But we could discuss. How about we discuss this for Why am I surprised? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was also say before, before this whole scene, Angela was also brought in front of her dad, her daddy, the scientist. And the scientist was like, I've made it. I've made this terrible virus. That's it. Let me go. And they're like, we're going to test it on your lab partner. And he's like, no. And then they bring out Angela and he's like, okay. And they toss this poor lab partner into a thing. And he becomes like a zombie gross, like virus person. And then they like threaten his daughter and they shoot him anyways. And I became <laughs> a, a little confused as to her role in this. Why, why was Angela even brought onto the thing couldn't they have all I, done this? it really made no sense couldn't right? they have just killed him tested the virus and been like time to bounce <laughs> like i don't know then angela's there like screwing stuff up by i mean they literally didn't stuff. even have to do the game of cat and mouse because all they brought her out there was like all right we well, can either test it on her or we can test it on your lab partner and he's like sorry buddy yeah lab partner for but, sure i mean 100%. they literally just could have grabbed him and thrown him in there anyway right rather than go through kidnapping somebody presumably thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away and then bring him to this underwater base yeah, I think she was in Miami or something. Whatever. Uh, I think they told that on the screen. Miami. Um, anyway, so Decker, they they come there on an L.A. submarine. They've gotten to the L.A. submarine, him and Phillips. Decker's like, okay, I'm going to get into the lab. Phillips, you come after me once everything's safe. So he dives into the water, goes to the lab, 
Uh, and there, there are a bunch of frogmen there who had like got knives and stuff. And they're doing some fisticuffs in there. What the funniest part of this scene is that you can see the, the top of the water as they're fighting. Like they're in a pool and the top of the water and their fins keep on hitting the top of the water. So you can see that they're only like two and a half feet below the surface as they're My fighting. My word. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, it's just a, it's just like a solid production all around. Uh, and then, so he gets in there, he says, Phillips, come on in. They run around a whole bunch, kind of like shooting some people. Um, Angela's escaped from the cell and eventually they, they meet up, like they meet up with Angela and they're like, uh, confused for a second, but then they're like, okay, you were brought here on a mini sub. Where is the mini sub? Cause we need to go grab the virus from the trench. So we were, uh, you know, Decker's like, I'll get on the mini sub. I'll go out and get the virus and come back. And that's how we'll, we'll stop everything. And they're like, great. So they go off and they're going to, you know, try to find this mini sub. Reinhardt, in the meantime, he sets up the whole plan, right? Like the entire point is to get a bunch of money from the U.S. government. Uh, and the wasn't U.S. government, it, yeah, how much was it? Wasn't it $50 million? Something, like, something, something stupid and small. Like it, I remember it wasn't, it wasn't a billion this time. It was like 50 million. It's like, I know what? And then it was funny, even like. The plan starts to kind of like fall apart and, and Reinhardt has these two kind of toadies and they're both kind of like trying to explain basic economics and like uh, capitalism to him. They're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like we've got the leverage, the U.S. government, you, you could definitely get like way more money by turning around and playing like another superpower against the United States. And Reinhardt's like all about revenge. He's like, God damn it. No, we have to make them pay. <laughs> like, and they're like, oh, yeah. Jesus, we're not going to get any money our way. This is all going to be so dumb. <laughs> Well, because I think they even said, like, you know, you could get, like, a billion dollars. Yeah, you can get so much money. And Reinhardt's like, million, no, but we got to show all the people that I've had terrible deals with that they, like, they're wrong. And it's like, you've had bad deals with everyone. <laughs> it's the worst. We're not going to get any money. Uh, and, yeah, so U.S. government is also doing the classic thing of they're stalling. They're kind of saying, like, we can't possibly transfer all that money in that much time. It's like, come on. Um, so, anyways, uh Reinhardt's getting a little frustrated with that. The submarine, the, the Russian diesel submarine is kind of tracking the U.S. submarine that's hanging around. Because the, the, the point is if um, Decker can't stop the virus, they're just going to nuke the lab. They're just going to totally 100% nuke it. And that will kind of solve the problem. Uh, Jamie, obviously. now what is on that submarine? You're talking about the the hilarious uh, picture I sent you, where there are yeah. they're in office chairs that have wheels on a submarine that would go up and down, and those <laughs> chaos, just chaos. <laughs> These chairs fly everywhere <laughs> every time they move around. Room. They're like <laughs> ten degree up. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're all just flying everywhere. It was the craziest thing. I was like, I even stopped it. I was like, just you got fucking shitting me. Like, please. <laughs> Chaos, oh, absolute chaos. But anyways, they they they're like tracking each other. Uh, they and they come to a com- almost a complete stalemate. Like the U.S. sub is sitting there, and they're like, "Are they doing anything? Should we attack them?" And they're like, "No." And they both just settle on the bottom of the uh, ocean floor, and they're just kind of staring at each other. And they're like, "Oh, waiting game. Guess it's a waiting game." But Reinar, because he keeps like getting frustrated, is like, "Okay, uh, Russian submarine, you um, show them who's boss and launch a tomahawk at New York City." And so he does. Um, obviously, because the U.S. submarine's there, they're able to like ring up the Navy. And they're like, uh, they're launching a, a Tomahawk. They scramble some jets. They're going, and it's heading towards New York City. And as this was happening, I was like, oh, for the love of God, please, please reuse the scene from counter. Oh, is it countermeasures? No. Uh, what's the other one? Not dump <laughs> charts. Countermeasures. Countermeasures 2? 
Yeah, no, no, no. The, oh, sorry. No, the countermeasures was something too, wasn't it? No. Oh, the Dudikoff, Michael Dudikoff film. The, the first Michael Dudikoff, where his son is going to New York City. Anyways, they have a yeah. scene where a missile hits the Empire State Building and the steeple of Empire State Building falls and crashes onto a car. And we laughed and laughed. And oh boy, we had so much fun with this. It was a favorite scene. Me and Brom, we were like, Beth, we sealed our best friendship over this uh, scene from this movie. We like pumped we fists cut, and all kinds we, of stuff. It was we great. cut our hands with a, a blade mm-hmm. and then we clapped them together. Right, exactly. And that, that all to this scene. And I'm I'm watching this beautiful missile sail towards New York City and I'm like, I want to see that scene again for the love of you. Please, please reuse it. And it's heading there, and you can just see it happening. And you're like, it's going to be so beautiful. As this, they send, they scramble these jets. The jets shoot, and they're like, we knock down the the tomahawk, and it basically, the building. it hit the Empire State Building, and the Empire State Building steeple falls off. And you're just like, what? It's know. even I mean, I, yeah. maybe even better, other than the fact that I think in that one, someone got to utter the lines. Uh, they stopped it. Wait, wait, wait. But the Empire State Building took a hit, which I, you know. That, that's if someone could have said that, that'd be good. But they didn't say that it in this really case. Good. Yeah, but I mean, they were, that made no sense to me because they kept saying, "Oh, we got it." And I was like, "It hit a building." Yeah, hit Empire State Building. <laughs> Anyways, at this point, I, th- I, I believe this is the point where the U.S. submarine and the Russian submarine—they're kind of like maneuvering around each other, doing like countermeasures, all kinds of stuff. Um, but the, eventually, the U.S. submarine completely blows up the Russian submarine as part of these maneuvers. Yeah, I don't know if that's you know if there's any more details to that, but that's how I remember. I mean, not really. So, anyways, Decker he gets into a mini sub. He's able to grab the virus and get back. In the meantime, Angela and Phillips are kind of uh, captured by Reinhardt, and it's revealed <gasps> that Phillips is a traitor, <gasps> saboteur, and so Reinhardt is like he's kind of sitting in the catbird seat at this point. Phillips, he's a traitor, um, but and still on his side. Angela, she's been like. He sent her off to be killed, like whatever, take care of business. And so when Decker comes back with the virus, Phillips is there and he's like, what happened to Angela? And Phillips is like, oh, she got captured. And then he like turns traitor on him, grabs the virus. Reinhardt comes out and is like, I got the virus. And he's like, Phillips, go take care of Decker. And Reinhardt sets the virus to explode and gets in a mini sub and starts going. And it looks pretty dire for our heroes, except they've got a secret weapon up their sleeve. Because who would have thought that the people who were supposed to execute them would get so close that they could just knock the guns out of their hands. <laughs> and, it's ridiculous. And then uh, stop their, their own execution and kill uh, Phillips and the uh, the Russian lady. Like, it's there's no trickery. There's no nothing. They're just, like, so close with their gun that they just knock the guns out of their out of the way. And then One of meet- my favorite scenes, like the fight scenes here, is the, the Russian lady is walking down the hall, and so Decker and... Um, do we even know her name? I can't remember her name. Decker and Angela? Uh, Angela. Um, they hide. Or no, maybe not even at this point. Whatever. Yeah, There's some point where the Russian lady walks by, and so they pop out like they're going to go get her. And then literally two guys just jump down out of the ceiling yeah, on top right, yeah. of them and start fighting them. I was like, <laughs> where the hell did they come from? <laughs> the drop ceiling, I guess, right? I mean, you just like pop down through it like, <laughs> it's game time. Is that what you do in your basement? But, yeah, I fight people down here, pop out yeah. of the ceiling, all that stuff. It's pretty cool. So, anyways, Angela and Decker, they uh, they meet back up. They're like, they look at the virus and they're like, we can't stop it, but we can not die ourselves because obviously, what we need to do is explode this base. And so they hop back into the water, swim over to the sub. The sub's like, let those heroes in, and 
they get onto the submarine and they are like, basically the captain's like, are we okay to nuke the lab? I'm like, you're the captain. Like you've got the dick yeah, out. Your dick is it, your dick is hanging, and I know you got this young decker. Like he's like a spry young buck, and all that stuff. But no matter how wrinkly it gets, you are the captain, and you got to make that command. So it's a little weird when he's like giving decker the okay to be like nuke the lab, and they literally shoot off a nuclear weapon in the middle of yeah. the Atlantic Ocean and explode this lab. I don't know how close they are, how far away they are. They seem to have no impact from this then they also afterwards ryan ark and his stupid mini sub haven't even got far enough away they look over there and they're like oh and also let's explode that jokester and they shoot a torpedo at him or whatever and uh kill him and then one last scene because that's the thing the weird thing here is you'd think angela and decker would kiss at this point but decker's got a girl back home and he's like nice to meet you whatever heads back home smooches his gal hard and then (laughs) She gets a, uh, he gets a little beeper thing again, and she gives him a look like, hmm. And he's like, eh, well, gives her the beeper, and she just like smashes it. <laughs> Imagine doing that. Yeah. Like, w- both of our, both of our significant others are, uh, are in a uh, field that would require them to respond to beepers. Uh, imagine if you just grabbed your, your wives and smashed it on the ground. What would happen? Dude, I'd get my throat slit, bro. Yeah, it would not work out. It would not be the good thing no, to do. It'd not be good. Yeah. Because she'd be like, now I got to go in. Yeah, I now I got to go. And now the hell I gotta, that page is for. I got to explain that I that my idiot husband just threw my pager on the ground for no reason. That would be like the nice way that it would be explained to me. I, the words would be way more harsh for if I did that. I think it just wouldn't even be understandable. She'd be like, "What? why, why did you do that? <laughs> The end. (laughs) That's it. That is rapid assault. And I feel bad because we didn't even call them. I had my notes that they were the rapid assault team, the rat. Um, But really, they were the rat. Well, they were called the rapid assault team at one point. What him and him and Phillips? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The the traitor Phillips was part of the rapid assault team. Phillips, he was part of rat man. I could have been that guy commercial. That's right. They got a rat problem. Rapid assault. Yeah, team the problem. rat problem. Round and round. <laughs> Good lord! All right, let's get into some ratings. Zach has looked super excited the whole time. I was waiting for, I don't know what, out of that guy, but he was. Uh, he's pumped. He's excited for this one. Is that a cue? You want me to go first? You want oh. me to go first? I can go. I never go first, man. I'll go first on this. I know who always <laughs> goes second. You go second always? No. Not tonight. Does anyone else know? I I know who it is. Oh, man. It's in my stats. Really? Yep. 84.9% of the time. My God. Holy smokes. It's me. It's me, isn't it? It's Jamie. It's got to be Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like usually usually I'll tell someone to do it. And he always says, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in here. I'm going to jump in. (laughs) There you go. Don't let him jump in right now. Uh... Rapid Assault, 1997. This movie gave me hope because, Jamie, a lot of times you'll say, oh, you know, could we have made this movie? Could we do this? And this movie made me realize we could make a lot of movies just with scenes from other movies. That's true. And then put put them all together and then maybe have like 15 minutes of our own stuff. And then we're good. 
We can do it. We can easily make a movie now. It's just crazy. I mean, there's so much stock footage used in this. Other than the guy blowing up the car with the underbarrel grenade launcher, which we that, could use I that. We, well, well, we can't we pay we... good money for. Yeah, we could use that. And we could be a use good that. Scene. Why wouldn't we use that? It's not like it's a main character or anything. Very true. So, I mean, there's a lot. We could rip this from this movie. I, I bet you we could get the rights from this stuff pretty cheap from this movie and be pretty good. The acting was, yeah. The best guy was the Christian Bale lookalike dude, I thought. He was pretty legit. A lot of the stuff in this was just so cliche. We've seen it a million times. I mean, wh- I can't say a million times, right? We've seen it 118 times. And, <laughs> I mean... What do you what do you do with a movie like this? It's it's a good movie because it's part of Jamie's good movie month. It's definitely good, yeah. Definitely good. I'm gonna come in though. I mean, the hope the hope is just like it's doing it for me a little bit, just because I realize it's our time. We can make a film. We could do this. We can make a sub film. I'm gonna give it a two point five. Okay. I feel like that's a that's a pretty solid rating. Jamie, you're gonna jump right in there. Is it? I'm gonna <clears> jump right know. in. Oh. I, I know. I think I'm. I think I'm not going to. I'm not gonna jump right in. All right, Zach, oh, jump right in. Oh, the stance tonight. Yeah. Here we go. No, I'm not gonna jump right in. <clears throat> Zach's review. Zach's review. It's gonna be crazy. Zach's review. What you gonna give? Zach's review. Oh, cut out. Zach's review. Zach's review. I give this movie a two and a half. Zach's review. Following <laughs> Kyle, Zach's review. Wow. That was amazing. It was amazing. I think not, most not, of not the, the movie was not. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of your review was just spent saying Zach's review, and I like that. That was yeah, better good. than the movie, right? I, I enjoyed it more than, than the movie. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I'd give that like a at least a three. <laughs> yeah, and Brown, I wasn't bored. Um, I'll I guess I will hop in and say uh, this was. Um, I think this brought down the the concept of Jamie's Good Movie Month. I thought this was a, a disastrous disastrous film. Uh, struggled to keep my attention. Uh, I did enjoy seeing the. Uh, Empire State Building scene again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't need to be a scientist to know that there was some <clears throat> sketchy pseudoscience taking place in this. Not a very viable virus if it uh, turns you into liquid in like five seconds. Um, pretty impressive bioweapon, I guess, but not uh, virus as they were calling it. I don't know how it's supposed to spread if it kills its host instantaneously. Um, but, um, yeah, it was a sketchy film, very formulaic plot, uh, poor acting other than, uh, as you mentioned, Don Scribner was okay at times. The, uh, handlebar mustachioed biker dude was kind of cool to watch, although he was a disastrous actor. He was... Wait, with the Fabio <laughs> yeah. hair? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. He was god awful. And he wasn't, he's, he is not someone who's been in very many movies he's someone who his claim to fame is i guess he played one of like the the demon dogs and ghostbusters and he like talks about that like quite a bit (laughs) wait really he did that yeah that's what it says i would talk about that if i did that yeah 
Hats yeah, off his, to him. his acting was so bad. Like even the bad actors that were on screen with him, I kind of like looked at them and watched them like closely. Like you have to know when you're on set with this guy that you are dealing with a horrible actor. That being said, uh, the, the other they the also other know woman that they're going to look really good, right? Yeah, it's true. Helps, but the woman because the like there was two henchmen. It was him and then like the Russian Talia, woman, and Talia. the Russian woman lost her accent. Maybe five seconds after doing it once like they're like oh remember her from russia and i was like oh okay she's doing a russian accent and there was a there was a bunch of scenes where it's like wait am i misremembering that she's russian or is she just an american lady this is weird but yeah yeah there's the one scene between, there's one good. scene between the two of them where she's like hey the prisoner escaped and he just goes how long <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh god uh, I'm going to give this a two. All right. And this is why I came in last. I thought this was hilarious. Reused all kinds of scenes. Loved it. Weird <laughs> acting. Weird actors. Weird stuff. <laughs> weird things. Just weird. Weird. <laughs> it was just great. And I liked it. And I was like remembering back to my days with Steel Sharks. And I was like looking at the box of Steel Sharks. And I was like, oh, I love you so much. And I was like, you know what? Full, full Steel Sharks. Full. Three and a half. Wow, wow, there you go. Yep. That's solid. Yep. Hmm. One of my favorite parts of this film, I don't think you can call it that, of this uh, cinematic experience, was when they took the virus and they're like, we're going to hide this in an abyss. And so they just put it in this abyss. Right. And they're like, well, where's the virus? And then our FBI agent says, oh, it's in an abyss. I'll go get it. It's like... How the hell does he know where that is? And then he went over and just found it immediately. Like, oh, didn't have is. to search at all. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good movie. It is good. It's solid. Is what What's it, it is. time for? It is time for Zach to be disappointed once again. I text our co-host from episode three, and he's ghosted me on this. Keenan? Yeah, so I think we're gonna have to go back and re-record episode three and just cut them out of it. Okay, just just see what we can do. It's pretty so busy, sorry, guys. Zach. Got two kids, so, so that means no good theme song. Not, not yet. Give it time. Good. Sorry, listeners. Time. Sorry, sorry. We ruined, we ruined the podcast. Just, just turn it off now. Just kidding. <laughs> this guy. This guy right here, what's he doing? Uh, love it, hate it. Da, 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 da. What do we right, want to hear You want to hear what it's going to sound like? You want to know what it's going to sound like? <laughs> yeah, go How ahead. How late is it? I can't really scream. We're oh, fine. I can. My kid might be asleep. I don't know. So it's going to be like... I love it. I hate it. Just like that. <laughs> I love That's it. That's pretty good. I love, love that. It I love it or hate it. When you're loving it, she's hating it. When you're loving it, she's hating it. Jamie, yours. <laughs> what? You, you, now, now yours. Now yours. What, what, what do you want it to sound like? Oh, when you love it, you love it. When you hate it, you hate it. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. Feel voice of emotional. an angel. <laughs> sound like a baby angel singing over there. Yeah, <laughs> that was like a gift from God. Um, what song was that? 
I know that song. Um, it's from a, <laughs> from like a musical, right? I know it. Isn't it from Cats? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Cats. Could be. Yeah, I think it's Cats. I haven't seen it, so that would Cats sense. Because Cats is an amazing bad movie that we watch from MovieTwins.com. That's about MovieTwins.com. All right. Okay. Thanks, Brom. You had, to, you had to give them an in, didn't you? All right, somebody pick. What do you want to hear at first, love it or hate it? Well, I just did the love it one, so I guess hate it first. Okay. This hate it is coming to us from Katana underscore one, March 2001. Insulting. Some movies are bad. Some are awful. This one, however, is just insulting to the intelligence of the viewer. It's obvious those who produced, directed, and wrote this film have absolutely no knowledge of the United States military or Mm. biological weapons. For example, the Los Angeles-class submarine in this film is used several times for taking on and disembarking a SEAL team while 800 feet below the surface. Yeah, right. Then there's the cheesy effects for the deadly biological weapon that looks like neon glow snot. I could go Mm. on, but it's not worth the time. I've already wasted on this review thus far. One out of ten. I like that. (laughs) Hard disagree, but sure. I respect him. I feel like I'll agree with that more than someone that gave this a ten out of ten. So no one gave it a ten or ten. I yeah. think he's gonna he's gonna say right here, yeah, he struggled. And there's nobody that gave us this a was 10 a struggle, out of 10, right? This was a struggle, but we got it. We got a perfect score, not ten out of ten, but we got five out of five stars. Here we go. I mean, hey, that works. Now this is you, you really need to turn on your listening ears for this because this one this one gets kind of confusing. It's it's very you know it's it's high intelligence. It's it it, it, it the vocabulary is a lot. Five out of five stars. Reviewed in the United States on May 18th, 2018 by Lunch Lady. Good movie. This was a good movie. I watched it through Amazon Prime and I liked it. Good. Solid. Concise to the point. Just a solid review. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Speaking of good reviews and pseudoscience, I watched Tenet. Uh, this weekend, it was pretty I've good. Heard you? I've, yeah, I've, I've heard mixed. I would you, give it. Did you see it in theaters? I did see it in theaters. Yep, definitely one of those. I feel like you need to see in theaters. I'd probably give it like a seven, seven point five. I'd probably give Inception closer to seven point five, eight, something like that. Seemed like a cheaper version of uh, Inception to me, but it's still very watchable and good return to the cinemas. If anybody needs to get out of the house and see a movie. I would love to. Should I get into some trivia? Sure. I don't have a huge amount. So as I, as I mentioned, the director uh, used a nom de plume for this one, Sherman Scott. Um, there was some speculation that he had used this as an homage to prolific director Sam Newfield, who had also used Sherman Scott as a pseudonym. And it's kind of interesting because you can also see on his IMDb that he used Sam Newfield, that name itself, as a nom de plume. So he obviously was a fan, Sam Newfield being a very prolific B-movie director from like the 50s and stuff. This was mentioned in the book, The Most Dangerous Cinema, People Hunting People on Film. I was not able to see a full preview for that. Uh, so I don't know why Why this would be part of that. Was there, was there a person hunting people a person? People hunting people? Yeah. 
Can you ever remember someone, a person, uh, hunting a person in this? Uh, they were hunting down the a prisoner that escaped. Seems or like script, a very loose, very loose, yeah, very loose definition of the most dangerous cinema. People like hunting people. I feel like but, that's most movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have to get the book from my local public library in order to find out and solve this mystery. Do they now, have this it, is, or do you have to... Uh, no, I have to, I'd have to wait for them to get back to doing interlibrary loans. Yeah. Hopefully, okay. hopefully soon, hopefully soon. All right, this was also mentioned. This is the one where I'm going to knock your socks off, guys. So grab onto your socks. Make sure they don't get knocked off. I wear flip-flops a lot, so I don't have socks on right now. I'm going to knock those flip-flops right off, so make sure they're okay. tight. Squeeze those toes together, because... This is mentioned in atomic bomb cinema. That's no more understandable than people hunting people, right? Because this is a depiction of how they're using a nuclear weapon in the film. Now, when you look at the end of the book where you're looking up movies and where they're listed in there, it's credited as Rapid Assault, also known as. It's got a second title. Do you know what that second title is? Mm, no, you're not. I don't either. Nuclear. Down Periscope. Atomic. Think of what I gave this rating. I rated this a full. Three and a half. Which is a. I rated a full Steel Sharks. And what would is this be? It's also called Steel Sharks. It's called Steel Sharks 2. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is credited in multiple spots, but not on IMGb, but multiple spots as Steel Sharks 2. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. So it was like so. originally going to be the sequel? I think it. I think it may be the opposite. I think it may be like countermeasures, two or whatever. Crash Dive two countermeasures, where they made something and then they were like, "Do we have anything we could market this as?" Well, we had that one with Gary Busey, Steel Sharks, and so they put it in some spots as Steel Sharks two. But hmm. I. I mean, I don't even. I got another Wikipedia to ma- page to make and stuff. It's like it's really thrown a wow. monkey wrench into my whole. That's week. crazy. Yeah. All right, and then uh, I have another fact. Oh, why not? Even though, you know, taking some, some time. Jeff Rector, he played Phillips. He's a very much a working actor. You can see he's got a huge number of credits. He wrote a book in the 80s, which was called Playboy Rabbit, about how he worked in the Playboy Club. And I thought that was pretty interesting. It's only hmm. 120 pages long, so it doesn't seem like he he was writing much. But kind of funny. I was going to say, you think a book like that, you would you'd have a lot to say. Right. He also was a voice in an adventure game called Phantasmagoria, which me and Patrick had played on and off or here and there when we were kids. I don't think we ever finished it, maybe. But uh, that's funny to think that we were playing a game as like a child and there's Phillips from Rapid Assault, you know, in it. Are you going to are you gonna go back and finish it now? Oh, we're, we're going to play it for sure at some point. Good. I like uh, that. And then I, got, I only got one J archive unless you guys didn't do anything with Jeopardy, right? Did not. Okay, so only once has the term biological weapon ever shown up on a clue. That was in September 8th, 1998. And the clue was under the category MTV. And you can just guys buzz in with your name. In a 1996 film, these two MTV characters came into the possession of a deadly biological weapon. Zach. Yep. Zach. Um... Beavis and Butthead, the movie? Yes, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, very look at nice. you. And then just finish up with a little Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. Phantom's engaged, sir. 
Love and it. so, uh, yeah, I thought this was going to be tough because it's a pretty small, shitty film. But over 10 people in this film and the cast and crew shared, were shared between this and Steel Sharks. So no wonder it was called Steel Sharks too, right? That's like a huge, a huge amount of cast and crew. 10 and, people? And that I included, mean, there's not that many people in this movie. Tim <laughs> Abel, our main character, was one of the crew, one of the Steel Sharks, like, Steel Seriously? Team. Yeah. So I think hmm. that's why it was maybe Steel Sharks too. He was one of the small group of SEALs, and then he comes back for this one. And in that one, though, he played Cord, so it's very much a Crash Dive 2 situation because he played a different character in this one than that one. Anyways. Uh, now, so the thing is, is like, you shouldn't get too excited. Uh, most of the credits that were shared between them were um, stunt stuntmen and stuff like that um, and other, like, people down further in the crew. But, you know, I felt like this time I, I wanted to give a little respect to the stuntmen. They're giving us daring visuals. Like, think of the, the battle the, the battle with a fisherman under the water, right? Like, just, like, daring visuals. Uh, we, we couldn't possibly get. And it's actually a little known fact as well, given, you know, we talk about him quite a bit on the show. But Ed Harris, he started his career as a stuntman. I don't know if did you guys know that? No. I yeah. did not. It's news and to so me. I, I don't know, because his first role was his breakout performance. He was uh, pathology resident number two in uh, the movie Coma. Um, and he was originally set to only do stunt work for that. And because he uh, he's well known, he can hold his breath for over 10 minutes. I think I mentioned that before when he do some practical jokes where he would um, pretend to be dead and people found it, found it hilarious. And uh, uh, so he was doing stunt work because he could be a coma patient or a corpse, sorry, um, in this medical uh, drama. Hold his breath for a really long time. But his uh, glistening abs, they were like super distracting. And actually the lights from the the – uh, f- for the filming were gleaming off them and blinding people. So Crichton, who was directing uh, the movie, said throw a lab coat on that guy. And that's how he got his first role and how he broke out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. True story. And Crichton said at that moment, I'm going to make this man a star. So he said. Mm. What else was he in with Crichton's f- filmography? No, Crichton just got him in the door. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Jurassic Park, obviously. But, okay. uh, yep. I mean, he played the Triumph. Played the T Rex, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's been mentioned before. Something wow. like that. Yeah. Shocking. Is that it? That's subs worldwide. Nah. What? It's not subs worldwide. That's not subs worldwide. <laughs> what am I doing? What's going Just on? have a mini stroke, Kyle. <laughs> I think so, man. I better. He's better been staring into that light to too long. About this. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I don't know if you saw that. I was trying to make it look like I was looking at Jamie's screen, but then I looked and I, and I realized it looked like I was just looking up straight and I looked like an idiot. Staring so, into the eyes of God. Yeah. <laughs> Staring into my drop ceiling. Your but, face will glow for a week after this. I hope so. I don't have subs worldwide tonight, guys. I don't. Do you have steel sharks worldwide? I don't. I had a dog emergency this oh, last weekend. Right. Dogs kinda worldwide. Kind of took stuff over, so got that going on. No worries. Okay. I just, I don't, get, I just don't get a restroom break this week. No, you don't. <laughs> so you check that window. You sit <laughs> check, right back I check down the cat. I always, I always check the cat, too. Not out there? Not there. Not out there. I think she's in the so house. So let's see, good sir. Do you have a countdown for us? I do. Hit it. <gasps> Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right. So, um, 
not a conventional power rankings uh, this week, but uh, I do have something for us. Uh, we are looking at, uh, you mentioned it, kind of close to top of the show there, Kyle, that we had a Christian Bale lookalike, a doppelganger, if you will, uh, in the form of Don Scribner. So I have a uh, sort of trivia uh, game here, mashup, uh, Christian Bale versus Don Scribner. We're going to be looking at seven facts. You guys have to tell me which of these facts <laughs> represent Christian Bale and which of them represent Don Scribner. I'll let you guys like work together. I'll let, you guys, I'll let you guys all work together. All right. Um, we don't have Patrick to complete that uh, twin brain, hive mind, super Speaking genius of thing over there. But um, Kyle and uh, Zach will have to fill in the blanks for you there. Jamie. We'll uh, number one, Christian Bale versus Don Scribner. This one starred in a Pac-Man cereal commercial. Oh, I mean, I think it's Christian Bale. Christian Bale, right? Yeah, he's like a kid actor. Is he? I didn't know that. Well, you don't remember him? He was in like uh, Empire of the Sun, and then he ended up in Newsies. I mean, he wasn't a kid by the time I got around to Newsies, but... Um. I, I have no sense. idea. Ja- Jamie knows way too much. It's going to be way too easy. <laughs> so I think it's probably uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. That is correct. I, I did exclude the uh, child actor component of that piece of trivia to help disguise it a little bit. Uh, but that is Christian Bale, Pac-Man serial commercial at a young age. Number two, his mother was a circus performer. <laughs> That's got to be Scribner, right? I'm going to guess Scribner. I mean, come on. This is uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, well. And, and his father <laughs> was a pilot, if I remember reading that correctly. Uh, number three, this guy flunked out of college three times. Scribner. Scribner. Now, all right, guys. This this sounds, they've all been Bale so far, but ba- it sounds Bale, like Bale. Bale has right? not, no, Bale has not gone to college. It's a kid oh, actor. Okay. Why would he go to college? Oh, okay, yeah, I could call Scribner. It's got to be him. Yes, like I said, uh, Jamie. Or, uh, yeah, Jamie. Knowing the uh, <laughs> whole life history of Christian Bale, kind of <laughs> screws well, me just, over here a little saying, bit. But I that just, is Don Scribner. After his entire life, why would he go to college? Jamie, yeah, are all those whatever that is on that shelf next to you just Christian Bale biographies? <laughs> well, no, they're mo- they're mostly biographies I wrote of him that I wrote myself. Um, oh, different okay. drafts. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, number four, this one's wide open for you guys. Hmm. His first acting gig was in a fabric softener commercial. <laughs> huh. Man, you think the scrib would do something like that? It's hard. To, it's It really is hard to imagine. I mean, it's also hard to even guess because we only saw him. But I only know him from this. And I've seen, I've looked at photos of him. Later in life, and now he's got really long hair. Yeah. Looks like a badass. He does. That he does. Straight out of Sons of, An- Sons of Anarchy. I could see him. Yeah, he, he could do that. He could be in that show. Oh, man. Zach, what do you think? It looks like you got a soft sweatshirt on. Would you? All right. <laughs> if you saw a commercial and you were like, hey, you got Scribner or Bale? Bale. That's what, yeah, that's what you go with? Dude. One's like the Snuggle Bear. One's like Mr. Clean. I don't know if Mr. Clean even has softener. but uh, 
Christian Bale. <laughs> Let's ride him. That's the best we got. On this. You guys got it. Yeah. You're four. Uh, three for four. You missed the circus performance. Yeah. But uh, Christian Bale, 1982 fabric softener commercial. Uh, number five here. He had an audition for a role that required him to be on a pool table. <laughs> what? That's oh. <laughs> uh, Do you know what? Do you know? Do you know my guesses for this? It's got to be the scrib because he probably has so little trivia that you have to do something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, hey, why don't you uh, lay on that pool table? So, no, I'm just saying, like, like probably you were looking through the four facts you had, and one of them was like. <laughs> He had to do. He had a gig where he had to lay on a pool table, and you're like, "Gotta use it." <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, like, however, <laughs> I don't have anything else to use, so pool table one, Scribner. Jamie's game theory is infallible, as Scribner had two pieces of trivia, and this was one of them. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Great. Uh, this guy was one of the youngest school principals ever before becoming an actor. Okay, that's right, Scribner. Come on, right. it cannot Christian possibly Bale. be Christian Bale. It could be no Christian way. Bale. He was a child actor. He could have been a very young child. Well, yeah. Youngest school like, principal. This, like, yeah, here's our principal. He's also in seventh grade. Right. Like, what? You may have seen him in Empire of the Sun. He's a pretty good actor. Well, in case you guys didn't know, uh, Kyle, you originally hail from Wisconsin. Maybe he was your school principal because it is Scribner. He was the youngest school principal in Wisconsin at the time before you know he turned town? actor. I don't. I do not. Uh, number six got two left here. Uh, he was. Uh, he has written a revenge thriller trilogy following a female protagonist. So he said he's only got two pieces of information hmm. on Scribner, right? I had to do so some. No, but I had to so do some extra. I, yeah, I was gonna say, and, and I and I because the there's a couple things about. I think the Scribner also had has released a CD, like a musical thing. I think from what I saw online, but I swear his recently. No, never mind. Never mind. I'm thinking of the guy who played the other guy, Marco. So maybe this is, this could be Christian Bale because Mar- Marco, I think, also has like is now like just writing books or something sci-fi books or something fabio guy yeah um i don't know what do you guys think do you think this is a uh, christian bale or a scrib i think it's i, like bale. It's, I think I, it's bale. i think he's I out of facts on the scrib yeah i think <laughs> it's he bale. knows it let's go bail wow interesting guess guys it is don scribner no wow. man Following the female protagonist Holly, uh, when when uh, the judicial when the judicial system lets her down, she takes the law into her own hands across a three books uh, arc. Should I? So so every year the library, our local public library here, has a uh, a reading book challenge. You have to read uh, a reading challenge. You have to read twelve books in the year and under certain genres. One of the genres this year is a book written by a celebrity. Should I read that one? Yes. Okay. I think so. I like that. Really stretching that uh, definition of celebrity. Yeah. Hey, he's a writer, actor, and songwriter and performer. He has his own website. I'm trying to find out what town that was in. 
Maybe that was it. Maybe I did see that he was an author on a website. If I, he was it, my it got, it got all mixed up in my head. He's a musician, I also, too. He's a yeah, musician I was also too. looking at uh, Marco. So. <laughs> but finally, number seven, he was chosen as one of the 100 sexiest stars in the film industry by Empire Magazine. Trick question, both. <laughs> <laughs> Not a trick question. Bail, bail, bail. Yeah, it's got to be bail. Christian Bale, obvious question, obvious answer. That is Christian Bale versus Don Scribner. Woo. Who won? Uh, Christian Bale, because he had more facts. Oh. (sighs) So in Don Scribner's bio, it says. No, never mind. I had eight, so they they tied. Thought I had seven. He's a college flunk out turned university graduate. Yeah, I guess he flunked out three times, uh, then reapplied himself, different school that time, committed himself, did so well that he became a dynamo in uh, his school district and became a youngest principal. Well, it says he's... From northern Wisconsin, on the shores of Lake Superior, and I quote, almost close enough to see Canada. What? Were, huh. were you almost close enough to see Canada, Kyle? No, okay. I was not. Have you ever seen Canada? <laughs> I have. I went to Canada the other year. I went backpacking at Isle Royal, mm-hmm. and then I went up to Canada. Okay. <laughs> it was weird. I don't know. Have you guys ever crossed the border in a car? You ever done that? Yeah. Yep. By accident. A long time ago when I was in college. It was weird. Like, I crossed because they were like, hey, what's your business in Canada? And all I was doing, I was going to a brewery and I was like, I'm going drinking. And they're like, have a good time. <laughs> and then I came back and you're supposed to like claim, you know, whatever you bring back. And so they're like, what do you have? And I just held up, like I was driving, and I just held up the six-pack. I'm like, this is what I brought back. And they're like, okay, you're good to go. I was like, all right, thanks. I don't know how that border crossing worked, but. Yeah, I went up went okay. uh, to visit uh, Keenan one time. I went. I was going to a concert the night before up in Detroit, or north of Detroit, at Parkston, oh, at, yeah. at, at DTE. And there was construction in Detroit. And uh, I ended up. Coming to this, Bridge like to Canada. Yep, I could go left, straight, or right. I'm like, well, I'll go straight, and if I'm wrong, you know, I'm only halfway out of the way of where I needed to go. But I went straight across the Ambassador Bridge, <laughs> and you—they do not let you turn around anywhere. I just had to go across, <laughs> and then get sent back. Oh my so word! You've been to Canada, Ben. <laughs> so I saw Canada. <laughs> I felt uh, felt God in Canada that night. <laughs> Well, let's let, let's let's feel some news in here tonight because I got some history news. Oh for wow! You. you got news? History news. Hit the new music, Kyle. All right. Dead air. Oh my word! What the heck? Dead air. Is it not working? Air. All the stuff. I don't know. I don't have. We'll just, we'll just sing it. Zach sing it. Facts, it's Zach, Zach Facts. When you're going, going down, get down. yourself here, some here, Zach I got facts. something for you. When you're going down. I got something real good for you. Episode 118, folks, right? 119. 119. We are losing it. I thought we said it was it 119. Is. Oh, it is 119. Oh, Dang I, it, I think Zach. I tweeted that out wrong then, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Amateur hour over here. 
I do have a quick news story, though. I have some history news before the facts. Right. Do it. Okay, go. Go. You have four icebreakers loaded in the two. Blow a hole, launch a radio boom. Got it. MIT PhD. MIT PhD. Pussy. That was great. All right. Yeah, what a throwback. You heard it. History news. History news, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Guys, what's something that just what's one of the what's one of the sh- the shittiest things in the world? Universally uh, disliked. Uh, the Holocaust. That's oh, pretty good bad. That's an event. <sighs> oh, thing. that's a thing. Yeah. Shittiest things in the world. Mm. And I call them a thing because they're not real people. Wow. Twilight. Okay. The Cleveland Browns. <clears throat> no, uh, Nazis. Oh, okay. So Kyle was close. Kyle was, <laughs> I was pretty close. Kyle was pretty close. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but some history in the news. This comes to you live. Tampa Bay Times. Nazi submarines brought the fight to Florida during World War II. I don't know if you guys knew that. Anybody out there, that, if you've ever heard of World War II, it was a pretty big thing in the 1900s. But... The Nazis were in the Gulf of Mexico patrolling for almost a year. They sunk nearly nearly 70 vessels and killed over 700 people. And I think there, just there was it. a show. It was called like American Badasses. Did you guys ever watch that? No. It was on the History Channel. And I want to say Ernest Hemingway went out because they had they had so many people they wanted they wanted non-military boats out patrolling, looking for U-boats. So he was one of the first people. He's like, get me out there. Like, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to look for these U-boats. And he even brought a bunch of explosives with him. You, you say, I'm, I'm sure you're saying a true fact, but you sound like you're making this up as you go along. It sounds crazy, right? It sounds it crazy. It does sound like I'm making it up. But I'm, <laughs> You're like, Ernest, Hem- Ernest Hemingway. Uh, he's like, yeah, <laughs> I guess on a boat. He gets on a boat, right? And he's got like, yeah. um, what does he got? He's got explosives? explosives everywhere. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me double check. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be like. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, just finish totally off the news that. story. So it's history. You can look it up. Um, it was called Operation Drumbeat, and mm. Germany had 15 U-boats over there in the Gulf, but we sunk four of them. So wow. There you go. Tampa Bay Times. That's it. Tampa Bay Times. Stay fucked, it Nazis. Is. It is Ernest Hemingway who did it. There's even a book called The Hemingway Patrols. Nice. I like that book. Should I read that for written by Slippery? I think you have a lot of options. I mean, just by Um, being an author, I mean, that that makes you a celebrity. I think he's pretty well known. Um, Should we get into some Zach? Let's hit it again. Some delicious Zach facts. Zach facts. Fact Dude, me. I hope that this I hope this works. Get it. Nibbled, uh, Get it. Do, 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 do. Yeah, do, 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 do. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts when you're going down. <sighs> Brand new week of Zach Facts. A slightly funnier character names. Fact edition. Get ready for it. <laughs> HD remix. Character. With a slightly funnier name, fact edition, number one is James Decker Dicker. Oh, I like that. Slightly. I like it too. Slightly. 
And you guys just, know why. I think I know why, Jamie. Now, make, make sure everybody's everybody got the... Make sure you got the names of the people, right? Maybe we should have reviewed that. Maybe, maybe we should have reviewed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe you want me to, me to go down James the list here? Decker. Yes, yes, yes. Go down the list. Gotcha. Okay. All right. James Decker, David Phillips, Angela Strickman, Captain O'Reilly, Lars Reinark, Marco, Commanding Officer John Carter. From Mars. Ta- that's, that's enough. Talia. That's enough. That's enough. Dr. Strickman. <laughs> I didn't do all Admiral that. Harriman. But man, I, I guess I could do the rest just for funsies. All right. Captain <laughs> Xavier, Pen- Pennington, Pennington, Julie, David, Secretary, as Kim Reed. <laughs> There's more. Sure but cut off for you, okay. Man. Okay. We'll we'll go through some of these. Uh, you guys let you guys guess. Okay. So I have a certain amount that I pre-made for this, but I'm going to go through that whole page, and you guys tell me when you think is the cutoff between what a Zach is, what a Zach thought was, and then just. On the top, you know what I mean? <laughs> Plan the top of your head. Off the top of my head. Holy crap. Can't talk. Can't think. Okay. Character number one was James Decker, and the slightly funnier version was James Decker Dicker. Do you want me to like, are, are you going down the line? Yeah. All right. David Phillips. David Philippicus. That's a funny name. Philippicus? <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? Slightly. Funny name. That's That's a funny name. Funny. Philippicus. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Angela Strickman. Angela Strokeman. Oh. oh that's man. That's a porno name. <laughs> Captain O'Reilly. Captain O'Reilly-O's. Oh, see, I would have went uh, Captain O'Reilly. O'Reilly, Ooh. fool. I would have been in Captain O'Reilly. O'Reilly and he's just blazing 24-7. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Tight. Lars Reinark. Lars Rhinarchosaurus. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to do the okay. exact same thing. I would have, I would have went right. I uh, see now. I have you have to do rhinarchosaurus, right? Because you'd be like rhinarchosaurus, right? Wouldn't that be <laughs> you want to do rhinoceros? But it's hard to get that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Marco. Marco Polo. Yeah, I would have hey. said the same thing. I would have that one. Commanding Officer John Carter. Commanding Officer John Farter. <laughs> oh, that one's good. Yeah, I, I, I think I know good. where this one's going. Talia. Talia. Balia. Oh, I was thinking high five right oh. here, right here, buddy. <laughs> I was thinking He's Talia Wacker. There it is. That's that would have been yeah. Doctor, oh, we already had a. Well, I'll say it in case you got one for it. Doctor Strickman. Doctor Strokeman. <laughs> oh, that's a porno name. Admiral Harriman. Admiral Harry Mann. I, like I think we're. That. I think we're past the cutoff. Captain Xavier. Captain Xavier Zinson. No, oh, we're definitely oh past it. Oh God. Penning- <laughs> Pennington. Paddington Bear. <laughs> I would say Paddington Bear. You gotta do Paddington Bear. <laughs> Julie. Oh, wow. Julie, Julie. Julia. <laughs> Julie. No, nice. David. David. Um, and Goliath. <laughs> oh, come on. Duchovny, man. Oh, David Duchovny. Okay, yeah. David Duchovny. I feel like you got a good the, canvas the with this next one. Secretary as Kim Reed. Secretary. 
as <laughs> Kim Horse, right? Nice. <laughs> Horse good. movie. Like <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. When do you, so? At what point did it go from pre-planning to off the top of my head? Uh, I thought Talia Wacker would have been like low-hanging fruit, but you didn't take advantage. So I'll say right after John Carter. Yeah, I'll say John Carter is the last one. John Frutter. Uh, no way, man. It's he had that Doctor Stroke man in the bag because he already did the other one. So I'm gonna include no. that, and then mm-hmm. anything after that is kaput. So the last one I prepared was Marco Polo. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. So Farter, yeah, Farter does seem like John you. Farter was off the top of my head. So. I, I, it does seem like that's one a good come one. Up your head. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's pretty good ad libbing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, what do we got queued up next week? If people want to watch along, there, Jamie. Oh, that's going to be. Uh, let me just double check it. Stealth Fighter. Gonna hear this my one's computer, but not stealth. on Tubi. I don't think. Uh, it is not. It is on Voodoo with ads. Voodoo. Yeah. Uh, let Voodoo me just make sure. Yeah, ads. Stealth Fighter starring Ice-T. It's uh, nice. watch now on Voodoo, Ooh. free with ads. Uh, and yes, you would look at it and you'd be like, uh, this looks like it has fighter jets on it. There's not even any submarines on it. And I would say, that's what you think. I like that. Tune in, listeners. Get in or get out. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com.